For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing very, very well, very quickly. Thank you to our newest patron, Will. Will, thank you so much. And of course, thank you. And a grazie to all of our other wonderful patrons, Andy, who make this possible and who also give us at least 1,500 notifications a day on WhatsApp as they freak out about the transfer market. You know, after watching social media in these days, I, I guess I've just come to realize that it's not just our patrons who are a group of high-strung individuals when it comes to the transfer market. This seems to be uh, uh, more more rampant than COVID. Well, maybe not more rampant than COVID, but perhaps <laughs> as rampant as COVID. Uh-huh. Because, man, Matic, Nemanja Matic, he arrives today. Well, technically arrives yesterday, but becomes official today. The first signing of the summer for Roma and... I feel like I was having to give uh, some people like a eulogy at a funeral or something. I mean, we still have people messaging you and I, what is going on and why haven't we signed anybody? What what has happened? I went in a back and forth with somebody the other day who said, well, Roma finished sixth. Um, and that had to do in part because last summer, Roma could not get their acquisitions in before the 1st of July, I guess. Per, I, I didn't know um, the calendar really mattered that much. I, I guess I would throw it back to that guy. You know, if it did, I would say Roma would have like five Scudetti at this point, yeah? <laughs> I mean, yeah. oh, man. if... I don't if know that mattered, then we would have uh, we would have won everything with uh, with Monchi. Monchi was fast, man. Yes. Remember that? Like yes. he came in, he had like that crazy week where within like two days he secured uh, Hector Moreno, who then left the Your club favorite, after five yes. months. Yes, everybody, man, was watching. I don't know what it was. Was it wasn't Pastore in June too? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he had like this string of really like it was Hector Moreno, Karsdorp among others, like a whole lineup of guys. Um, I remember it was a crazy summer because all of a sudden everybody was watching Mexico games just to watch Hector Moreno <laughs> in the side, and they were like, "Oh, he's really good at heading the ball. He's a really strong defensive presence." That was the only man. time they got to see him play. Unless yes, because I, I, I think he he had a yeah he I think he had, he had like five appearances and uh, he skipped town after five months and I think he's like somewhere in Saudi Arabia now or uh, wow. some somewhere exotic. Anyway, it it didn't last long, but that was I mean for everybody that is taking issue with Roma's timing right now with the market, they should go definitely check out Monchi's first summer. It was so I mean. 
The energy was off the charts. He was giving press conferences left and right, interviews left and right. Uh, Roma is not, are not a supermarket. Here, I'm going <laughs> to sign these oh, random players and you're going to love them. And everybody was loving him for it. And everything was so quick. Wow, look at him. He's building the team for Di Francesco. And um, ultimately, it turns out that that, that doesn't make uh, much of a difference when it comes to uh, the... The campaign that is to follow. Um, no, it does not. We did go to the Champions League semifinal that year, but I don't think it was because Roma got their hands on Maxime Gonalons uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the 27th of June or something, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> There you go, Gondolons. Remember? Yeah, well, there you go. I believe that summer too uh, was when I found myself in Boston at some random hotel chasing down one Alexander Kolodov. That was fun. Um, yeah, I right, mean, right? Yeah, he came in as well. That was True. very random. True. Yeah, very. His timing. Yeah, his timing was very random. But I don't know what else to tell people because you know I turned thirty-two tomorrow and I am slowly. Oh, wow. You know, when you're a Roma supporter, okay, <laughs> the way somebody explained it to me was it's much like dog years, you know, uh, for every one human year, it's really, you know, uh, for dogs, for every one human year, it's like seven years um, for them. And, and that's more or less the way I look at it. So let me just say very confidently that if you are panicking on the 14th of June, okay, you don't have many lives left and you're only going to... The process is only going to uh, happen more rapidly the more you stress yourself out about uh, Roma doing business in June. You know what else uh, the mid-June reminds me of? Do you remember what happened with one Mauro Baldissoni involving one uh, Mir uh, Miralem Pjanic in June? Mm, Do we remember yes. him going yes. on yes. <laughs> to Roma Radio yes. with the, with the WhatsApp? With the WhatsApp, yes. <laughs> he, pull, he pulls out his mobile phone, okay, and, and he just starts reading it, a, a, a message from WhatsApp, as you a said. A private conversation, from, yeah. As if, you know, he is reading, uh, as if he was just texted by the hostage negotiator uh, in the middle of an interview. That's what June reminds me of when uh, we knew Roma had to sell Pjanic and they were going to sell Pjanic. And they basically needed him to uh, to activate the exit because he had the buyout clause. Very fun times. Part of me actually miss. For those of you who don't know, uh, the uh, the top li like the Edward Snowden of Roma, the top <laughs> leaker of Roma once upon a time was one Mario Baldissoni. He would leak everything to everything. anybody. Yes, and. You can kind of tell who his go-to names were, especially now since the Friedkins don't leak anything. But that's another story for another Basically, day. Basically, everything would like pop up at the same time. <laughs> Everybody would be like getting the same message. Everybody would be like divulging the same piece of information yes. just yes. written in 37 different ways. Uh, yes. No, su I, no I surprise mean, here. Yeah, that, that's that's what June reminds me of. Of course, when we get to August, I am always reminded of Save Torbe. One of the greatest sagas in Roma transfer market. One of the history. greatest hashtags of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. 
I mean, it actually. I mean, it. I mean, it. I mean, it. It actually saved the guy's career temporarily. I mean, I remember there was even a summer where he was like minutes away from switching to Olympique Lyon, and uh, Mm. and and I think it was before before uh, Spalletti's second season, and then they were like, "Nah, we're gonna keep him. He's gonna be useful." And then (laughs) I remember watching Iturbe and uh, fifty-year-old Totti. Uh, mm, and Gerson yeah. and 19 year old Gerson lead our side in like Europa League games against Astra Giorgio. That was prime Thursday night football, everybody. Wow. You know, this is this was the conference league be- before the actual conference league. Oh, the memories, absolute memories. It's um, if you're not enjoying a moment like this where Roma unveil Matic, you force yourself to go back in time and relive some of those nightmares. So I would much rather have this for sure. I, I I just can't get on board with those who are already worried. And, and again, maybe I have missed something, but who else has made like a notable uh, a deal or acquisition in Serie A? Have I missed something? Is there uh, like no, Milan? I, I can't think of any. So no, no. Let's everything just, is is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, if you look at what the Inter are doing, they're basically having. 30 lunches with 50 different agents every day. Beppe Marotta is uh, leaking more than Mauro Baldissoni in a single mm. day. He's just, I mean, if you if you look at uh, the stuff coming out of Inter, they basically have to, they have to make like 60, at least 60 million in profit. But from all the news that you're getting, it's like they're getting everybody. They're getting well, everybody. The they're not selling anybody. Too. I mean, come yeah, on, man. Give they're getting Dybala. They're getting Lukaku. But they, hey, they're not getting rid of anybody. Or hey, they are just gonna sell Sensi and Gagliardini. And there you go, sixty million. Nah, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable what Beppe Marotta, his uh, his media power is. Uh, uh, it's astonishing. Is he's 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 a good. As I said last time around, he's a good sporting director. But he's just amazing at relations with with media people. He's got everybody on strings. Well, again, when you have eyes everywhere, that's the power <laughs> you you just mean, man. Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> He's got to be able to poke fun at that. But anyway, so <laughs> I don't think we're going to see really anything happen now. Should we just forewarn people because like, you know, if you are newer to Roma, the 30th of June, as most people understand, that is the official end of the... Uh, That's when Santon is is yeah. gone. Well, Santon. I was about to say, I, I mean, do we have, speaking of eulogies, we should have one for him. Um, so the 30th of June, obviously, is when the new uh, financial, or I'm sorry, when the financial year and the current season ends. So I, I highly doubt we're going to see Roma do anything before then. Um I mean, uh, Matic is a free transfer, but of course, they're not going to put him on the books uh, before the 30th of June, even though he signed everything. His contract will, of course, be retroactive uh, beginning on the 1st of July. So I should we just warn people now like that guy who was, uh, you know, telling me that, you know, in these next weeks, something has to happen. Should we? I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what what people expect. I think the, the Roma are sort of they're not doing anything super quick, super fast. Now they're not, but they're just they're just doing things normal. I mean, it, it, it's uh, 
it's football. There are negotiations involved. You meet people, you talk with them, and you you make an offer. You maybe make a second offer. You have to also start to look for solutions for players that want out of the club. And Roma have plenty of them. I mean, I still I still don't understand what the hell Ante Cioric and. Uh, and Bianda, um, what are those real people? Have they do they Bianda, belong in sure. the same universe? I don't understand how Roma still have to deal with them, but that's what they have to do this summer. They have to deal with these two. They have to deal with Amadou Diawara, Jordan Vertu, and so many, Gonzalo Villar. So many, so many things to do. Um, and you know, it's it's how these things go. It's it's uh, the Roma are just following a pattern. I think they did a great job of getting Matic when they did. When when yes. they realized that Mkhitaryan is not on board, they just went ahead and and uh, and got Matic b- before uh, Mourinho got his panties in a bunch and um, and then sort of <laughs> it was like a reaction, just like right, okay, right. here we go. Don't don't get angry, please. Don't get mad, please. Mkhitaryan is leaving. Fine, but please. Here you go. Here's Matic. Enjoy. This is this is your guy, yeah, right? Slide you over for some time. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, so yeah. I, listen, nothing's going to happen for a couple of weeks, so I, I guess we can just forewarn people uh, not to not to get too excitable because uh, Roma have a tendency to do that. But anyway. I've been putting off this go or stay thing for like two weeks now because I just haven't wanted to discuss the transfer market. But now um, in the in the hopes of uh, getting that poor guy who, again, was about to stroke out because Roma haven't done anything, will at least go down guys or go down the roster. Let's do that instead of stay or go. I don't forget the. Forget the stays because we know everybody who's going to stay. For the ones that we think can or should go, let's just go down the list. So I think the first place to start is what? Nothing really in goalkeeper to discuss, right? Because we know if Uzato, he's going to go on his way out. Yep. Uh, Roma have already signed. Um, um, Has he signed or is he waiting in Rome just uh, enjoying the weather? And You know, he has already under So... Uh, and he was referring to uh, Miles Filar, who yeah. has already signed. He's been in the city, but he's he's currently in Belgium, <sighs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's already gone, already undergone everything. So I I don't know. Actually, that that's a great reminder. I will message his people today to find out what the heck is going on. But uh, that's really the only movement we're going to see at goalkeeper. So not very exciting. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything about Svilar. Do you? Like we're, I know you're <laughs> no. a big watcher of uh, because he's primarily featured for like yeah. Benfica B. Yes, and especially so I'm a big a fan of the of watching the bench. I I yeah. love watching Benfica's bench because that's what that's that's basically Miles Villar's uh, career so far. Aside from I think like a an amazing friendly. Uh, you know, like 2017, you know, he's like, like 12 uh, when he uh, debuted in Champions League. Though he set the, if I'm not mistaken, he still something has like that. Yeah, right? but but most of the time, 
he's the kind of player that you see in like summer friendlies and you get excited about him and then he's like gone off the radar. So, um, oh, the judge, the, the people, Justin Clivert, who, yeah, but I mean, I see that video has... one more. If I see that video of him, if somebody, everybody loves playing that video of him and Jose Mourinho. If I see that one, oh, the one where, yeah, 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 after the match. final, yeah, Who's I'm gonna, that? I'm gonna coach you or something, I want to work with you or something like that, yeah, yeah, where they basically hug and promise yeah. each other yeah. all you know great future uh, together um hopefully it'll never happen yes time, apparently um yeah. all right well goalkeeper that's not excitable I, I i think the first name that we should start with and correct me if i'm wrong but i would say it's probably kumbula right if we're starting a defense mm. if we're talking about yep. central defenders guys who are going to go stay so we have ibanez chris smalling uh and then mancini those three aren't going anywhere um, unless, of course, somebody comes in big for Ibanez, which I just can't envision happening. I think you're going to see those three. And then, of course, the fourth, Kumbula. Stay or go? What do you think? What, here, I, let's do it this way. What should he? Do, what should happen and what do you want to happen? Because those are obviously... I, I think, I, listen, I, I think uh, I'm actually split on what, what he should be doing because I... I think that it would be great to see him again, just have just regular playing time like he used to at Hellas Verona, where he easily, I mean, you know, people may, recent fans may know him only from his couple of years in, in, in the capital, and that's okay. But when, I mean, the kid was, what, 18, 19, when he was really leading a Hellas Verona team that defensively was really solid under Ivan Juric. He was really good um and it he he led the whole back line by himself um very 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 talented defender and i still think he's got it in him so it would be great to and i think he would make a good fit for torino um with ivan juric there i i do believe that that he, you know if bremer leaves kumbula mm. is is a, is an interesting addition at the same time i think he he's embraced that fourth defender role really well. Yeah. Like, um, and you clearly see that he's accepted it. I don't. I wouldn't want him to just settle for it. He, he. I don't think he he's that kind of player that you'll settle for it. But I I do think that for the time being he's embraced he's embraced it. And um, I mean, it, listen, there is a reason why he's the only one who survived that Bodo purge, a la, a right. la Joseph right. Stalin from from Mourinho. <laughs> Um, but, but, but because, because he was the only one really willing to work on himself and, uh, and embrace that, that, you know, the, the limited playing time, embrace the few opportunities that presented themselves. And, and in the second half of the season, whenever, uh, you know, Chris Smalling needed rest or Gianluca yeah, Mancini. I mean, he had that period where he yeah. really, really came into something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because uh, I think it was Ibanez got hurt. Ibanez was uh, like um, um, uh, out for a month with a, with a knee injury. And then uh, from time to time it was Mancini with, with a, with a yellow and uh, for suspension. And, um, and, and he slotted in. And I mean, even in games where Roma lost or it wasn't really exactly a, a, a great team performance, he stood out as one of the more consistent players. So we're not talking about a guy who the season ends and we want to dispose of him as quickly as possible. No, I'm actually, 
I actually look forward to having the feeling that, oh, Mancini is out, then great, we have Kumbula in there. Oh, Ibanez is out, Kumbula is going to take over. It's fine. Um, I did have that in the second part of the season. I didn't worry, you know, when you when you watch that, that him and in that second half of the season, you see a player that has acquired confidence, a player that knows that this is the moment, that he's not going to, maybe he's going to play once and, and then he's going to be benched for another two games. Maybe he's going to get three games in a row. Who knows? And he plays with that with with with, with that acknowledgement, uh, and uh, so part of me I think for for and the, the guy is young. We're talking about right. like we're talking like he's like twenty six. He's what he's twenty one. So yeah. So I mean, and he's a center back. So it's like he's like seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's he's got his whole future ahead of him. And for the moment, can you name? I mean. I, I remember when we had Juan Jesus as the fourth option off the bench. I was know? about to say, if you compare him to the previous options, he's I uh, mean, Ivan uh, Marcano, Juan Jesus, uh, you Heinze, know, a 20, not uh, good, a not good. Yeah, it um, not not exactly. So he is a luxury, and I don't. I mean, who do you bring in at this point where? Unless it's somebody who's more experienced, unless it's somebody who you who you can get for cheap and who's willing to to play less, who is gonna come in and do what Kumbula does whenever he gets a chance to play? I don't I don't think there is a possibility. So for me, the only natural solution is both sides continue together and everybody benefits in a, in a certain way, and and that's that. I think Kumbula for for what Roma have at the moment at their disposal, he is a luxury in that department compared to others. Oh, 1,000%. Um, and for me, I think the re- uh, really the only question here has to do more so tactically. I think we would both agree Kumbula in a three-man defense is much different than a Kumbula with a back four. If Mourinho is d- uh, adamant on returning to... Four two three one, which there's been some whispers of that. I can't imagine that would be the case, but let's just say for the sake of an argument that is true, then I can understand why they would uh, consider trying to find an alternative. But as you just said in outline, there's there's very few names out there that give you the assurances of a Kumbula. And then on top of that, too, you don't have the period of adapt- adaptation. The guy's still young, but he has... I would venture to get, I, I don't know. Uh, he has to be close to at least 100 or 100, over 100 appearances in Serie A um, by now. I mean, three seasons at this level. I don't think you can do better than him as an alternative. And I mean, on top of that too, Roma this past season, if we look, if we step back in hindsight, and, and I know in the moment, sometimes it may not feel so, but Smalling, Karsdorp. I mean, we could go down the list of so many names, guys that we were used to being out for months and months and months. Guys who have had a history of uh, getting injured, but but this past season they were able to set those uh, that that bad luck aside and they remained healthy. I guess my fear is, can Smalling do it again? Karsdorp. Thankfully, he was able to do it again. That's my worry. Ultimately, is I would hate to give up on somebody with the promise of a kumbula. Just to what? I mean, you're going to have to replace him anyway. Why spend for that? You already have this guy as a luxury within the team. He's able to step in. I wouldn't mess with it. 
And by the way, you brought up Juan Jesus. I'm sure people, some people know this, but did you see he got the renewal with Napoli? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Perfect. I mean, I mean, I mean he's got the best incredible. agents in the game. He's got the greatest agents in the game. This guy is gonna retire, and he's gonna have a CV that contains the following teams: Inter, Roma, Napoli. And I mean, he can say that at Inter he captained the side at Roma. He played and was part of the team that Talked got Leo to the Messi. champions. Yes, yes, yes. And at Napoli, that he was close to retirement, but he took on a role that wasn't his. It was an emergency signing given uh, Manolas's impending exit, and uh, and he just stepped in for Kalidou Koulibaly yeah. and did his thing. So. I mean, a guy like Juan Jesus is... Um, yeah, I mean, if one. a cat has nine lives, <laughs> then Juan Jesus has well over one dozen. It's, it's, it, it is pure... Him and Bruno Perez, I mean, they are both oh, just Bruno Perez... League winner Bruno, Bruno Perez. Bruno Perez, yeah, league winner Bruno Perez, who was playing in the Brazilian second division before going back to Fonseca's Roma just for kicks, and then... <laughs> Turned out he could be a pivotal player for us in the moment of need. I mean, mm. again, two two wonderful guys. Just incredible. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, well, let's keep going. We'll go to fullback now. There's not much. Uh, I think the Vigna? only one. Vigna? That's the only one. I, for me, he has to go. Uh, the problem, of course, which we could maybe perhaps say he is the first and to date only mistake of Tiago Pinto, depending on how you view guys like Reynolds and El Shadawi, but I can just tell you confidently that that was uh, not the work of Pinto. That was one Guido Fienga, which you can tell by the huge wages of El Shadawi, but that's, again, we'll save that for another day. Yep. Vigne, you, you start with the baseline. You're not going to get your money back today. So 13 million euros, what was that? Four years contract or five? I have to Google. Hold on. I should have come prepared. Yeah, but I mean, we were we were talking, you know, we were signing a, a player and a player who is still tw he's twenty four. Um, well, very young, doesn't make a lot of money, um, and I think that in a way, it's it was a rough, it was a rough introductionary round for him. I mean, it it um, he came in at a moment where Roma were panicking because they were without a left back and. They were without one of arguably their most important players of of the of the previous season under Paolo Fonseca, with uh, Spinazzola going down with a really really serious injury. So yes, Roma had to find a compromise be be between a, a temporary fix and a player who again you can find yourself at the end of this season and you can still say, well, you know, I mean maybe we can bet on him going forward still because we're not talking about a guy who is physically gassed, a guy who is technically a mess. I think he is 
a good player. There is a good player in there. It's just, again, yes. it's a matter of him building up the confidence yet again. And... Um, well, he didn't so, get a break either. I, I, I think that is worth No, he didn't. And, and, he no, received and, no summer holiday. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, yeah. And also, he didn't get the... You know, he stepped into a, a really difficult situation. And then sort of... The, the moment was gone from him because then El Shirawi found his footing. Mourinho started tweaking things around, changing the formation. Then he, the, El, there was that moment where El Shirawi was on fire. Then El Shirawi was, goes down. Vigna, in that moment in time, doesn't provide the answers that Mourinho is looking for. So he gives Zaleski a chance just for the hell of it because he wants to see if the kid has something in him. And there you go. Vina is off the table. And I mean, in the second half of the season, I really can't remember a single moment where he was truly there. He's, I mean, I, I only remember him mostly from the first half of the season. And yes. uh, so I just think that, yes, uh, on one hand, we want, um, we want maybe... And also you have to wonder, you know, with Zaleski, Spinazzola, what's... How much how much space can Vina get, you know? And it will depend a lot on what Zaleski's role is, really, because we can argue that he was playing out of his position for most of the time where where he impressed everybody. I mean, he impressed everybody playing a role that wasn't his. So uh, so for me, there is a part of it that says that Vina should go because we he didn't really convince. But at the same time, uh, we brought him in and he was... He was really good before we we brought him in, and there was that whole excitement. And there is a good player in there. There are things that I think can work out in the end, and he can be useful. He's not going to be a star player, and he wasn't brought in to be a star player. He was brought in to be a useful player, and um, like a lot of others, we'll get to that. But but overall, I think he is on the list. That um, should he leave? He probably should. Because I would be afraid of, again, kind of like Kumbula, how much you know, how much you can can you develop with with somebody like Spinazzola ahead of you, and 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 then somebody else like Zaleski uh, also ahead of you. Um, how much more room can you get? I I don't know. Uh, but then Roma, they've made an investment. Who can you bring in if if you leave if you, if you let him go if you let Vigna go? Do you bring anybody, or do you? Well, he's on you, the books for ten point six million. Yeah. So he uh, thirteen it's million euros, yeah. five years contract. So that's amortization of two point six per season. So ten point four is uh, how you get your money back, and I just don't think you can get that. No, it's not happening now. No, it's, you know, you're not. You're not at this, at this point. You're also not getting any. I mean, you'd be lucky even to send him on loan. Just that. So. um I don't think he's moving. I really don't. Yeah, I think he's going to be a difficult one. Um, if he does move on loan, it will be one unless just a, a bigger club comes out of nowhere, or maybe one from the Premier League. But again, I don't envision that. Roma will also have to pay some of his wages too because yeah, I, I believe he's on 2 million euros net, which uh, might, you know, for a club like Roma, might not sound like a lot, but for somebody like, you know... Uh, um, uh, Spezia, that is a lot. I would venture to guess he would probably be the highest paid player if he went to that team right now. So it uh, it's a, it's an interesting situation, Vigna. 
I don't think there's anybody else at fullback that it's really even worth discussing because everything is pretty much set. Midfield, though, I have been trying to avoid doing this because I have to talk about Diawara, who is undoubtedly the biggest L of my... uh, Well, not the biggest. I take that back. I once wrote Crescenzi was going to be Panucci, so I don't know if it's that... Congratulations. Of, uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's that level of terrible, but yeah, unless you think otherwise, Tarbo out, Diawara out, Vertu out, and who am I missing? That really sounds like it, unless you... I mean, there's really what, there's, there's Darbo? There. What do you do with Darbo? You know, loan. is Darbo alive? Loan. loan. He extended his contract. No, he was one of those that extended his contract with the club with with Bov and Zaleski in like yes. October or something, and uh, he sort of disappeared. So he's he has to go on loan. I mean, was the, he one of the ones in the Baldog match? Yes. Or no, he was. Yes, oh, yes, was. yes, yes, he was. And I mean, I d- I didn't think it made much sense to keep him this season. Uh, I thought the good things that he showed under Paulo Fonseca should have been a, a further motivation to give him more playing time elsewhere because it it felt like it was just a you know a great moment for the kid. But I mean, had we kept Paulo Fonseca, maybe it would have made more sense to keep him. But yeah. this season, I, you feel like the kid just wasted uh, a, a year of his life, basically. Well, so. he did. And the frustrating part, too, is, and I don't know whether to call her agent or sister, because, of course... Oh, yeah, that's a weird setup. That's a really very weird odd thing. setup. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll just say agent, to be kind to her. Um, yeah, I mean, his agent, she was telling us, I mean, the amount of offers, especially from France. I mean, he had three or four clubs in France that would have uh, brought him immediately on loan. So I was kind of surprised to uh, see Jose Mourinho because he was ultimately the one who put the, uh, the a stop to that. I agree. I mean, he wasted an entire year, which is disappointing because, as you said, the way he ended the previous season under Paulo Fonseca, you would have preferred him to sort of carry that momentum into consistent playing time uh, at a senior level with some club, obviously not one as big as Roman, but consistent playing time and getting used to this level of football. So I, I, I do think it is disappointing to see that he really, uh, I mean, I can't recall a single match of his that sticks out in my mind from this past season. I couldn't, I, I could not even tell you who, who no. he played against no. this year. No, 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 no. There, I mean, that's that's the that's the problem. Is that you know, for for somebody that really he kind of had like a an emergence similar to the one this ascent kind of like uh like like Zaleski this year for Mourinho oh, he had Felix no well no 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 I meant remember that that those final two three months under Fonseca where the season was mostly over him and VR were a real bright spot for the team VR got lost in the end uh darbo was i mean in uh in that when he faced we when we faced manchester united he was one of the few players worth talking about and uh and and you kind of felt that oh this here you go this kid comes out of nowhere 
this is his moment. And um, Paulo Fonseca leaves, Mourinho comes in, and that situation wasn't handled really well. So I think that alone is definitely uh, the, the, the way to go. And um, VR, VR, I mean, the, is there a guy that is trying to get mm-hmm. back to Roma as much as VR? I, I don't know. He is, I don't really know what he wants from his career. Because on one hand, you if you read some of his uh, interviews when, when he left Roma in January, it sounded like he wanted to, you know, find a new home, find the team where he is the guy, where he and is. He had that very odd goodbye post. Yeah, very you know, odd goodbye where it's just like you don't really know. Is is he saying goodbye forever or see you soon? Or And then he goes to Getafe and kind of like, doesn't do much. He's not given a lot of opportunities. I believe he's like plays maybe two full games and then just a few minutes he here. A few the minutes player there. of the month, if I'm not mistaken, in like yes, for one performance, that right. was the oddest player of the month award. I, I I still don't understand what it was, and it was in a loss. So um, I don't I, I don't understand how that works. But anyway, it's like kind of like Andre Gudala getting Finals MVP. Uh, <laughs> so it's. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's it, VR is another tough net to crack because you don't really understand what the player wants. It's is he gonna have room in under, you know, is he gonna have playing time under Jose Mourinho? Is do, do Roma even see a future with Gonzalo VR, who again, young player, uh, showed a lot of good things under Fonseca, but then was completely unable to to fit in to what Mourinho was trying to do and. Um, and probably was one of the, you know, he got uh, like kind of like Vina, he got caught in a difficult situation because let's remember Mourinho's first half of the season is like completely different to the second half. The second half, he's giving players chances. You know, he's like I was about to he, say, he purged everybody. He goes to he goes uh, to the Vatican. Yeah. He talks about making other people happy. In the first half of the season, he was like Joseph Goebbels. You know, I mean, he was he was a monster. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I hope Whoa. I don't get sued by George Mendes. Uh, I'm you know, so it's. Uh, I think VR was sort of like a casualty of that as well. Oh he found God. himself. Maybe there is something to that because if you look at what he did to the people <laughs> after Polka, uh, I mean, they more or less had to take the cyanide capsule. I mean, yeah, the but I'm also saying, like, just that like, is out my yeah. I'm good. I mean, that that match, I'm convinced, is like, uh, uh, it's like when you get caught drink driving and it goes on your license for. Yeah, forever. yeah. Mourinho has a photo probably of that scoreline. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, on his in his bedroom um every time he wakes up he has the the, the, the treble with the with inter now probably the conference league with roma the second place with manchester united and then a photo of the score line uh with uh, norwegian well, oil drillers right and he puts who was starting in that match right next to it that way he never for, forgets <laughs> i mean seriously outside of kumbula well and patricio did anybody come from that unscathed? I mean, obviously, I'm trying to think back. They brought in a lot of the first-team players in that match because I'm pretty sure Mkhitaryan and Tammy Abraham came on as substitutes. Yeah, yeah, but the but, Calafiori gone, Reynolds gone. So, and wow, uh, yeah. I mean that. I mean that match is more or less the Great Purge. Well, you know, the other thing too that we have to remember is now 
not very much applicable to uh, VR because Roma didn't pay a lot for him to begin with. But guys like Diawara, you know, we have to look at their book value as to what, you know, Roma have to do in order to uh, make their money back. Now, I'm pretty sure Diawara is about seven and a half million euros. So I think they can get that back. That shouldn't be too difficult. But I mean, moving to the attack, look at guys like Perez. Can you venture to guess what Roma paid for him? I, I forgot how expensive he was. 13 was, million? Was 13 he 13 million euros? Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. is there anybody who. Go, 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 if you had to sell him on a permanent deal today and you told every club in all of Europe, hey, give me your best offer for this Probably guy. Probably like six. Yeah, Probably six. That, that's exactly the number I had. I said yeah. six if you are six. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? And that's the problem for guys like. Perez. Guys, these are the kinds of situations Roma have seen time after time. I mean, you mentioned Monchi. The, you know, the guy famously put us uh, uh, in a situation where you're just in this never-ending uh, a, a cycle of having to give guys on loan and having to pay half of their wage. I mean, Perez, it, it's weird because if you remember, you talked about Mourinho's transformation. He went to saying, I have nobody in attack to he went out of his way to applaud Perez a few times because remember he scored that late goal. Who was it against late in the season where he came on as a substitute and Roma were basically playing with like two at the back and they were going all out attack? Was that maybe it was Sassuolo? I don't know who it was. Verona, mm -hmm. maybe. Anyway, mm. he like went out of his way to applaud Perez and he was saying, you know, I feel bad because he can't find. No, that was Salernitana. Salernitana, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And he was yeah, he, he, he draws the game. Yeah, yeah, he draws man, the game. equalizer. He was saying, I feel bad. You know, yes. this is a young guy who Oh man, he was like, This is for, for Carles who works yes. so hard, he never gets his yes. you know, gets a chance to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's weird because he doesn't very rarely does he do that. You know, when he does do that, because remember, remember, he did it to Kumbula. I was saying, okay, well, I was very hard on him in the beginning. Then I sent him to the stands, and then he he's worked uh, you well. Know, instead, yep. Yeah, yep. instead of cowering down, he picks his head up and he works, 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 and he finds his way back into the team. And now he's contributing. I, does he view Perez like Perez like that? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, if you are still playing with this three-man defense, I just don't see any way in which Perez is a viable alternative to a striker, you know, uh, to, to, to replace Zaniolo, Tammy Abraham. I, I just don't see it. So I, what should Roma do? Well, they should try to sell him. But I, I think kind of like how you felt with Vigna, I, I think they're going to find it difficult. Yeah, I mean, you you know, per Perez is the kind of player now who exactly. I mean, you you hear all those rumors, and the rumors are mostly, you know, they link him with really bottom of the barrel Spanish teams, and uh, pretty much that's unfortunately that's how the the trajectory of his time at Roma went because he's one of those players just he does not adapt to 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 you know he's he just doesn't adapt he's not a player that that you can put on and he'll be flexible and he'll you know it'll take him some time but eventually he'll grow into uh, a certain role um mm. 
that maybe is more demanding. No, he is, and and he works. He, you know, when you watch him play, you can see that he's. I don't want to bring up that name again, but Iturbe. I mean, there is there is a willingness to work work for the team, and he's not a selfish player. He's not, you know, he doesn't get caught up in oh, I want to, I want to score, I want to do this, and he has those flashes of oh my goodness, like that shot against Salernitana. Where does he? Have the balls to take right. that in that game from from that position, and um, and he's had a few of those in his Roma career. So, but it's it's again, it's a player that is not incisive, that doesn't really make much of a difference in the long term, that has shown uh, a clear, uh, you know, a clear struggle in in adapting to the coach's demands, whether it was Fonseca or 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 Mourinho, and physically, you can't really ask a lot of him. Um, he's got pace, he's he's got technique, but it, it's constantly like watching somebody just hit a brick wall, and and uh, and and whenever he, he's he's out there. Um, it's mostly Roma are in a difficult position. Just when you when you have certain players that when when they play, you know that Roma are in a bad spot. Like right. last like last season was Ainsley yeah. Maitland Niles. He also was one of those that at some point, whenever he was on, you knew that Roma were either playing in in uh, in some Dutch village in the Conference League or maybe in Spezia. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh so. man! It, like I always think of. Uh... Uh, who was that tall uh, the 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 bell uh Fellaini at, at oh yeah United. you know when things yes. were bad they would just toss him on to uh, <laughs> uh tr- have him thump in a header uh, you know Roma used to do that with Cliver I mean an absolutely useless player but they would put him on and they try to thump it forward and hope uh uh, you know, yeah, Cliver to- and and then Under, uh, Cliver mm-hmm. and Under, Under after those brilliant seven months under Di Francesco, or not even seven months, but basically like four. Uh, afterwards, he was that kind of player. Just put him on, see what happens. Let's hope for the best. So, yeah. and 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 the problem that is exactly that that you know Under. Thankfully, he all of a sudden he found his home in Marseille. He found his dimension. He has found his yeah, home, and and it worked out. But it was very difficult. It was very difficult. You you have a hard time finding a, a home for these players. A guy like Justin Clivert, you don't know what he's gonna do because he was at what he was at Leipzig, and now he was at Nice, and more or less, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna score what four goals, maybe have a, a few assists, but. Does he make an impact on the team? Yeah, I think that has to be his only highlight at Roma. I could, yeah. Oh, he he's had, you know, he had like some nice plays because again, technically he's good, and a lot of times these guys are good technically. Like even Under, nice, 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 nice player. Um, Carlos Perez also has those qualities. The problem is that you can't rely on those guys game in, game out. So you don't know what you're gonna get. Maybe he's gonna give you a ten out of ten performance, and then he's gonna go out and and just put in four straight games where he's he's invisible and most of the time that's the case so unless Perez decides to return to Spain and choose a much 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 smaller dimension than than Roma so like Mallorca um, or you know teams like that Cadiz in the past it was Cadiz I think they're now in the second division anyway 
it, unless he is willing to do that, there is no chance that he finds anything else. Um, he's just not that kind of player. And for Roma, it will be a challenge to to find anybody who's exactly willing to, I don't know, accept a, a loan with option to buy, say, at six million. I mean, that's already, if you ask me, a lot of money for what Carlos Perez yeah. has shown in these last two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's just the valuation of what they paid for him. That's what puts them in this difficult spot. I mean, I think you could find a club who'd be willing to take a punt on him. But for Roma, just sending these guys out on loan, it really doesn't do you much good. Uh, Zaniolo, I, I don't even want to get into that. We want to, we want to keep him, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, need, right? I don't, I don't even know. I don't want to go into that. If we no. should we keep him? Yes, I want Roma to keep betting on Zaniolo because um, because I think he the kid deserves a chance, and there's nothing you can really say to the oh we're gonna we're gonna offload him and then we're gonna get somebody ten times better um, because if you look around. The options are not there. the The money that Roma would have to invest in that position would probably exceed the amount that they would make off a sale. and And Zaniolo is Zaniolo, and I think that there is much more to him, even in this post injury version, than what we've seen so far. Um, yeah. We haven't seen him. We've seen just a little bit of him, and uh, it's kind of unfair, I think, for all he's done for us in a really bad period of time before that injury to sort of make this conclusion right now, especially in the way the, the season ended. Should he play better? Should he be a more of a team player? Should he uh, play differently? Should, should he sort of acknowledge the fact that he's a different player than the, than the one he was before? The, the, those really two catastrophic injuries in his early career. Yes. And, but that's, that's a challenge that he would have to overcome anywhere. So it doesn't matter whether he would go, if he, if he went to Juve or if he went to Milan, he'd still have to find himself again. So I, I do think that Roma are still the perfect place in the perfect context, the perfect environment for him to get back on his feet and really return or at least become a, a you know an updated version of the kid yeah. that we all loved seeing before the injuries took place and so i think that zaniolo is sort of a topic that is is just thrown around now just for kicks um i do think for example that uh, nobody's talking about el shirawi and i think that's the situation well, those that's are the names yeah him and it's uh, more interesting my match muradov uh well Here's the thing with El Shadawi, as I already alluded to. Uh, Guido Fianga, for some reason, felt the need to give uh, his brother a nice uh, a, a parting gift in the form of a huge commission and a huge... I, I mean, let me just give some context, okay? El Shadawi is on three and a half million euros yes. net. Oh, yeah. That makes him... Uh, behind Tammy Abraham, behind Pellegrini, Pellegrini. Yeah. and probably Gianluca Mancino. Yeah, correct. He is among the highest paid players at Roma by a pretty healthy margin, too, no less. Now, I, I guess the only sh light is he's in the final year of his contract. Al Shadawi has a knack for pulling things off when uh, it is time to pay. The Piper, 
I don't know if he can pull one of those seasons out of his backside like he did before he went to China. Do we remember that? He was the only one who could score goals under no. uh, Ranieri, right? I believe he was a... Yeah, uh, that was his best score, season. 2018-2019, yeah? Roma's easily worst season in a long, long while was <laughs> El Shirawi's best season. I think he even had like once the captain's armband. Wow. Um we won't get to that, <laughs> but like you know, some of the other guys, for starters, you're not, no club in Serie A is going to give him three and a half million euros net. Nobody will come close. I would venture to guess nobody would be even willing to pay half. Now, I made the mistake of looking at his uh, data before, or I'm sorry, before we recorded and after he returned. 50 appearances, okay, nine goals. The only goal that I can recall that distinctly comes to my mind is the one against Sassuolo. No, this... and Napoli. Sassuolo oh, Na- and Napoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Napoli. Those are the yep. two goals that made the difference, yeah. Yes, because I just remember the, 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 the pass of Tammy Abraham was fantastic in the Napoli one. But beyond those two, okay, I cannot tell you. First off, those first six months, because I distinctly remember you and I being so excited for him to come back. He's exact. I believe we said, quote, he is exactly what yes. Roma needed. And at that I point in not, time, they really did. I mean, that did. was... I, you know, I, I, you were getting an El Shadawi who kept talking about, I want to go to the Euro, I want to go to the Euro, I want to go to the, to the Euro. And I thought you were going to get an El Shadawi who left Roma for big money. He got paid uh, 18 months in China, playing friendlies and loading up on sushi and other substances of note, okay? He comes back. I was disappointed it took him six months to look like he even kicked a football, okay? But for a club like Roma, they they are not in a position to pay a guy that much and receive so little in terms of output and return. So like other guys we've already talked about, because of what he earns or what they paid for him, I think they are, and I'm doing this with air quotes, stuck with him. I don't really know what they do because if he does leave, I mean, the first word that comes to my mind is uh, buonuscita. That's the only way it's going to happen. Now, I don't really see what the benefit of doing that for one year because he does. The thing about Al-Sharawi is, man, he pulls some things out of his backside at the most opportune moments. Like that in and of itself is a quality of his that you can't quantify. Like this guy scores goals when uh, you least expect it. And, and by the way, he does score goals that nobody else at Roma can do. I mean, true. I still think of that Sassuolo goal, man. Yeah, very so uh, difficult. In yes. that moment, with that kind yes. of pressure on and and the, the technique behind it, uh, first touch, uh, amazing. The, the, the curl on the ball and the angle in which he hits it is down to the millimeter perfect. Nobody else in Roma's roster is capable of that. Like that Sassuolo goal... Watching on replay, nobody, there is nobody within the team who can do that. Now, having said that, that's basically know, El Sharawi's career. You can say that yes, for, I mean, yes, yes, in any team, any sort of chapter of his of his career, you can always say the guy never, almost never shows up, or very rarely does he show up. But but sometimes he does things that nobody else can do, and more or less, that's what every team that has had him has bet on they, they they're like if you're getting al-shirawi you're you know what you're getting you're getting that kind of player 
uh, and that's why we're, we're when we think of the 2018-2019 season, that season is an anomaly. That season is an exception to the rule because that season, I think, is the only season where he went double digits, uh, and uh, it was it just felt odd to have him be the most consistent player on the roster. El Shirao is not that, and um, probably at 29, he, he's not going to be that again. So uh, it's, it's a difficult situation because he's, got, he's making a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And this past year, he struggled a lot with injuries, which wasn't the case yes. before. Now we, we see that Al Sharawi is not foolproof, so you can't even say, okay, he's just he's gonna be the guy that shows up from the bench no matter what. Well, no, because this past season, most of the time he wasn't even on the bench in the first place. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it's he's an interesting one. He's a very interesting one. I'm very curious to see what they do because I, I, I just don't see how you can get away out of his uh, out of his contract. The last one, King Eldor. And I'm uh, if I wouldn't get sued by Mr. Violi, I would put on the hit of uh, the Shamuradov song, which is one of the best bangers behind, of course, the one of my namesake. <laughs> if we want to talk about just confusing players, he might be ahead of or at least equal to El Shadawi. Because this guy, first off, you want to talk about technically, I think he's fantastic. I like his versatility. But man, did he become MI? You know, I was close to asking Roma, listen, just send me a photo of Eldo Shomurodov holding up a copy of Corriere Tarusco. I knew you were going to say that. You, say, you say that so sure many times. It is <laughs> not a body double within the photos of trading that you guys <laughs> publish. Because I refuse to believe that the guy is still alive. Now, yeah. <laughs> the thing that just gets me about him, and you know, I, maybe we just have a knack for doing this. We did it with VR. I've done it with Diawara. I am convinced that there is a very good player in there. And it's going to take a lot for me to come off of that. I don't know what, what was it this past season for you that why it just didn't work. Because I can't tell you. I don't know why. I, I I can't point to one thing. I mean, do we remember how he started, Andy? He scored in his debut. Yeah, I mean, and uh, he scored. Yes, he scored, uh, and and it was a uh, it was a surprising it was a surprising addition. I, I just I just felt like the the energy was just uh, or or the rather the rug was pulled from under him when when Roma decided to go all in on on Tammy Abraham. There was a, there was a moment there where the spotlight was on Shamurodov, and I thought that helped him immensely. Once his position was was threatened, once this guy realized that oh, I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy here, am I? Um, this is not what I thought I was getting myself into. Most of the time, he was. Again, it's there is. The, I think that this is this has to do a lot with Roma's season of ups and downs. Um, players that I think deserved a, a much fairer chance didn't get it, and or or sometimes they would be sort of victims of the situation, victims of Roma's inconsistent runs, 
uh, of, of Roma's poor form. I mean, Shomurov plays in that Venezia game that we lose, but he plays a good game. He was very good. He, was he plays so a good, good game, you yeah. know? Uh, and he's a fighter. You you watch that, what was it, that shitty game against, uh, was it some dog? No, was it Cagliari? I don't remember anymore. It was a, a really terrible game. Could have been the Sampdoria one right after that, that, um, Right after the Atalanta win. win. Uh, anyway, he, in, in really some difficult game, he showed up. Uh, the problem is that the team didn't. So you immediately, as a fan at least, conclude that, oh, you know, the Roma lost. He was on the pitch. To, or maybe they didn't score because in that game against Sampdoria, Roma did not score. It was a scoreless draw. It was the mo- least exciting thing you could possibly imagine after such the a bad match. 4-1. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, right before Christmas, that's the that's the kind of thing that we got from Roma as per usual. Uh, so the natural conclusion is, oh, you know, Shomurodov is, is not good. He's not scoring. He's not leading the team. But I do think that there were... There were he he's hinted in some games at some untapped potential that I think is why we brought him here in the first yes. place. And he, on the pitch at least, he's a worker. Uh, yeah, look at look at the way he fights for the ball. I know that it's a it's a whole different context because it's a final, but look at the way he fights for that ball in the Conference League final yeah. against Feyenoord. Yeah. I mean, he comes in, I think, at the 88th minute, okay? So, fine. He's got fresh legs. The opponent is tired. But just the hunger. He knows exactly what the assignment is. Uh, He totally gets it. So, maybe he doesn't get the chance that he deserves, but he's just in it. He tries to do his best. And I thought that's the the, the one thing that we all loved about about Shomurov in the preseason and also in those... uh, Conference League uh, matches against uh, the, the Turkish side that Bruno Perez is on that I'm not going to pronounce their name because I, uh, come on yes exactly them uh, he was the star I mean he was he yeah. was really yeah, a star was. Uh, the spotlight was on him and he led the team and then and then there was that game against Fiorentina the first game of the of the Serie A campaign and he gets an assist uh, uh, you know it's uh, so. And it was a great assist. So there is, I think, a lot there. And once again, Roma will have to balance things out. Understand? Um, okay, we let Shomurodov go, go. And again, nobody's gonna get him now. You're, you, you know, you paid a lot of money for him, and there's just no way you're gonna make that kind of money now. Um, so Roma will have to balance things out and, and evaluate the situation and think to themselves, well, okay, we let him go, but then what? Who do we bring in? Who did we have before? I mean, in his role. I mean, we had yeah. Kalinic, we had Defrel. So, Shomurodov, if if he works with Mourinho now in preseason, if he gets a full preseason with Roma, if if he really understands this, okay, he's not the number one guy. He's the n- number two guy who's going to have fewer opportunities, but still. Um, and if Mourinho learns to, to, to work with that... Um, because it's you know it's it's a it's a two way thing. So Shomurov has to do the work, and Mourinho also. They have to come together and understand what they want to do. Then, then I do think that he is still a valuable backup to Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Well, I thought too. I thought you know going to three at the back. You obviously have now uh, you have 
two attackers, or, you know, sometimes he was playing Zaniola, Pellegrini, or Pellegrini, Mkhitaryan behind Tammy Abraham. But if he, if he does, you know, Pellegrini as a playmaker and then Tammy Abraham in attack as one of the attackers, you know, I think he would be a perfect complement to Tammy Abraham. I'm actually surprised that we didn't see him at more times um, ahead I do, of Zaniolo. Yeah, yeah same. A, a lot of um, times uh, you would you would think, oh, man, you know, Zaniolo again, or man, Felix again, or even El Shirawi. I mean, he yeah, had I'm, like those three guys that were favored over him for really no reason because a lot of times they it wasn't like Felix was in incredible form or El Shirawi right. was in incredible form so um at some point in time it just felt like there was complete a complete lack of confidence in him which is a rare thing there is not you know you if you look at back at the season or at least the second half of the season you kind of get the sense that there was that Mourinho had full confidence in everybody and I think that it, it's pretty evident, except for Aldor Shomurodov. He's probably mm. the only player in that second half of the season where he, you you almost question, that, does, does Mourinho have something against him? Does he hold something against Shomurodov? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting uh, because, again, I, I just think from a na- for a natural partner of Tammy Abraham, I, I think he is it. You know, one of the traits, and you already mentioned it, that he has, and I know a lot of People do not like this guy, but he he has that bit of uh, Alvaro uh, Morata about him, wherein he does not score a lot of goals or will not score a lot of goals. But he, I mean, the work rate that he has and just the little things and the energy that he does on the pitch, again, you can't quantify it. And I just think Zaniolo, not known for his work rate, El Shirawi too. Felix was... I don't want to say those two goals against Genoa were the worst thing that could have happened to him, but I cannot tell you a single thing he did of note after those two goals. I thought what Shamudov does and delivers, I thought he would be a natural fit alongside Tammy Abraham. So I was very surprised we did not see more of him. As you said, we were seeing, you know, a twelve-year-old Felix coming on at times ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we know too. I, I mean, Mourinho liked this guy he requested this guy which is even more confusing because as you said you know i won't i i won't say that maybe he you know was holding something against him but i mean jose Mourinho brought him here he was familiar with the guy he was uh aware of strengths weaknesses what uh what kind of fit he would be in his football i'm just surprised that it didn't it didn't work a lot more seamlessly, especially after the change of tactic. Now, okay, in a 4-2-3-1, could you make the argument that he can't really fit outside of striker? Sure. But if you're putting him in a, a, a attacking partnership, I think he is an ideal fit. Because, I mean, don't let his size fool you, too. I, I, I know people will look at his statistics and they'll say, oh, my gosh, well, he sucks. He can't do anything. I mean, he passes the ball well technically gifted yeah yeah i mean <laughs> he's got strength he's got pace right. he, uh, so there is a lot to like and there is a, there was a lot to like when we signed him so um it's that kind of thing it's i think it's 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 one of those players that will require patience the situation is what it is you're not gonna make the same kind of money that you invested in him to begin with so they forget about it uh the only solution i think is to work with him to make him functional to the team that's that's the whole idea behind this, this behind this this upcoming season is 
second Mourinho's second season at the club. We want a team that's more functional than the one that we saw uh, last last season. We don't want a team that uh, wins the Champions League because we know we're not going to get it, but we want right. a team that knows exactly to utilize guys like Shomurov, like Vina, that a team that knows that, okay, we don't have option A at our disposal. We're going to rely on option B, and option B is going to deliver because option B has uh, a perfect understanding of what the task at hand is. Um, so I think we didn't get to see that um the, this past season, I thought that we, we saw glimpses of it in the second half, uh, but now it's it's why it's why you know it's why the the preseason exists is exactly that to work on functionality to work on uh, who can we rely on who are the guys is there something that we can do together can a guy like Shumurov still give us something and I think the answer is yes he can oh one thousand percent I I couldn't agree more I don't know I mean. I'm looking at his statistics, five goals, six assists in 39 appearances. And it's funny because if you just remove the name Shomurodov and you put Karinic in there, I, I can't yell loud enough to get rid of this guy. <laughs> but now that it's Shomurodov, I'm saying, okay, not great. But clearly, I think, too, he suffered from, as you said, some mental things that maybe uh, uh, weighed on him a bit. But... I don't know. I know there's a lot of people that are probably off of his bandwagon, but uh, I'm not ready to jump off yet. And I will uh, hold the real estate on his bandwagon for anybody willing to uh, come back on because I I do think there is something there. This is the first time we have gone over an hour and a long time. We are approaching It's like a year. Yeah, it's like a year since this we've is, done this. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We will be back again. I don't know. Who knows? Later in the week? I, I'm i just guessing. We'll, we'll just say Friday or Saturday, something like that. Who knows? Um, but, of course, the market, we'll be talking more of that and anything that comes up uh, in between now and then. So, again, thank you for listening, and we will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.